Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Sports and Ish. We had a little bit of a holiday break, so we have a very special uh, co-host guest, DJ Egan from Tampa Bay. How are you, Egan? Um, my team's in the playoffs. I just want to let that be known before we even started. Um, my team, Tom, Tom Brady, the GOAT, a.k.a. the GOAT, has done it again. We are fourth seed. We are prepared and ready for any team that like, would like to come here. Just want to get that out there. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for having me. You feel pretty good about that, right? I feel pretty good, man. All you we, well, okay, you're, you're a sports, sports, sports lady person someone who knows it how many games do you have to win? you have to win four games right once the playoff starts you got to win your divisional way wild card maybe divisional round uh nfc championship is it after that and then the super bowl us, yeah. so we're in we just got to win four games and anybody can go on a run that's all anybody, i'm saying anybody anybody listen so like who who you guys play next week What's it look like for the Falcons? Um, I mean, I don't, I'm, I don't mean to look past anyone, but I mean we're playing the Falcons, so I mean it's like, <laughs> I mean I don't, I don't even know if we're, I don't even know if we're playing starters next week. I don't know. I mean, you know, but we're I mean, we're going, we're going to Atlanta to play the Falcons. So you know, yeah. I, we almost forgot it was Week 18. We did. We don't, but we don't want to look past people. So we're in the playoffs now. That's that's really what the talk of the city is right now. We're in the playoffs, and we were like, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. We were in that stadium yesterday, like. Whoosh, Made it again. <laughs> That's pretty exactly. much how we, we felt watching the game yesterday. Like, okay, are we going to end up at the top of the AFC North? Where we went, what, what are we doing? <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> yeah. Just waiting so. for people to lose so we can like inch our way up. We're good. <laughs> hey, can I ask you something though, real quick? Yeah. Um, because, uh, and you're in Cincinnati. Are you all things Ohio when it comes to sports? If like something's going on? No, I'm a huge. Let's talk about baseball just for a quick second. Um, okay. I'm, I'm I'm ashamed to say I'm not even a Reds fan. Like I love the Red Sox in Boston. Uh, give me a game in Fenway any day over <laughs> and came here in Cincinnati. Like, so no, it's not a, it's not all Cincinnati for me. I just happen to work with a lot of the Bengals, so I'm kind of yeah, tied in there. I was just gonna ask you about. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you that Ohio State question. That's what. That's where I was going. Oh um, my gosh! I know. I know. I know. You know what? So, uh, several of my players actually played for Ohio State. Several of my Bengals did, and then a lot of my Bengals played for Michigan. So Saturday in my office was like this huge, like, oh, what's going on? I can't stand to watch. I'm sick to my stomach. Like just, oh, so much going on between the Fiesta Bowl and the Peach Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to. Well, no, I didn't watch it, but I did see something interesting today on the on the Internet. And it was um, it was saying that whoever runs the uh, the um, the Falcons account is (laughs) is just bad because I think I think they made a post about this is how you make a field goal in the State Farm Arena. (laughs) <laughs> because the Falcons <laughs> kicker had to kick a field goal to win. And of course the Ohio state kicker, he missed that field goal and, and they lost to Georgia. And I was just going to ask you, had you seen that? But I was like, man, these, some, of these people, some of these people running these accounts, man, it's like between that person, the, the Wendy's person. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing though. The internet is forever unbroken on some of this stuff. Like, the, the internet does not lose. Ever, so, ever. <laughs> so, so are you are are you rooting for the Patriots? Or are you rooting because I I and just knowing you, 
And I don't how much have you have you have you told your audience a lot about, you know, because I, I know you're a super Celtics fan. That part I know. You will travel. I oh my God. Hey, guess where I'm at? Oh, look at my little jersey. Oh, the Celtics. Oh, I'm here. So do you root for the Patriots like that as well? No, no, only only because of my my strong connection with the Bengals. Um, but but even if I didn't, like I didn't happen to choose Boston like as a city where I wanted to choose my favorite teams, right? I didn't want to do that. That just right. I remember going to my first game at Fenway and watching the Red Sox years ago, and I thought, man, this place is magic. Like we don't have that at the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, right? Like these fans go crazy for their team. It was so much magic there. And then I remember the first time I went to a Celtics game, I'm like. I wish we had NBA in Cincinnati because this is pure magic. <laughs> but when it comes to um, actual football, not soccer, but football, uh, definitely the Bengals. Um, I mean, we we at least have a decent football team here. No, oh, no, actually, now. you guys have a pretty now. good. <laughs> I, I talk a lot of craziness, but I have to say you guys have a pretty damn good football team. But how confident are you? Are you confident in a, another appearance in the Super Bowl? Yes. Yes, I am. Yes, I mean, you know what? I was thinking about the first phone call you ever made to me, which I think was in 2020. And I think it was probably your third or fourth sentence to me where you said, let's talk about the Bengals. Now, seriously. (laughs) 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 And, you know, that was not a good year for us. I remember thinking, like, how could he say such things to me? (laughs) (laughs) But... But listen, we climbed way ahead, obviously. Like Burrow was out that season due to his ACL tear, and then we had him back last season. And and you know what, though? I'm just going to say, we've had so many breakout players. And one guy I've known uh, as a client for years, Trent Irwin, that guy as a wide receiver is just killing it right now because we've had so many of our, you know, our regular wide receivers out with so many injuries, and then Trent Irwin steps in. And again, I've known this kid for years now, and he's really got an opportunity to show off uh, everything he can do out there. And it's so exciting. Like that kid is so good. Um, so we've had a lot of breakout players, which I, I think, again, I realize these are my guys, but I think that just makes us a standout team because we're, we've been able to come up against all this adversity and, and bring up all these players that are just as good right. <laughs> as our quote unquote front players, right? These guys are so freaking good. Like, ah, it's so exciting. <laughs> do you, do you- do you, are you guys, do you guys have a, and I, and I, 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 I have to give, you know, I have to give a lot of props to, I have to give a lot of props to the comedian Gary Owen. Okay, and this is, yeah. this is why, because I interviewed Gary a few years back and this is when the Bengals, you guys did not have Joe Burrow. You guys did not have the kid. You guys are not right. doing as well as you are now. And he was still though, Bengals, Bengals, Bengals. And he would talk about how he got let down or whatever. So now he's having all kinds of fun. I ask you that. I ask you that because when you guys came, when I, a lot of your fans, you know, you guys played us here in Tampa a few weeks back and I'm, I had a chance to talk to like a lot of fans and I met this one guy and he was just talking about how a few years back, these people were like, no, we're Pittsburgh fans or we're Cleveland fans. <laughs> and now all of a sudden, like everybody's and you know, it's really good that people are migrating towards being a Cincinnati Bengals fan. Right. No, that's good. Are you feeling that there are a lot of bandwagon folks or do you feel like there's a lot of real love in the city that was that was there just didn't have a chance to celebrate? I think sorry, my hair is like into the day here. I think (laughs) we're like, let's wrap it around. Um, I think I think we've got a mix of both because uh, like the guys and I were talking like last winter during a playoffs are starting. You could 
you could go to our most our nicest shopping mall here and suddenly you saw bangles gear everywhere right like hats sweatshirts whatever and i remember thinking like man i've never seen that going on here so strongly in cincinnati like there was just gear and bangles stuff everywhere bangles flags in people's front yards and and the windows and it was just it was it was awesome to see them get so much support uh but then again you're like what if we produce a losing season? Do, do, do we just lose all that? <laughs> it's just nobody cares anymore. Are we just going to go down? Like what's going to happen? Yeah. I think, I think yeah. that goes though to the ownership though, right? The ownership is starting to put you guys a good product <clears throat> on the field, which with the amount that they're charging us, well, everybody's not connected. Like someone I know, you know they're <laughs> nice and connected, but, but the amount of the, the price of those tickets, right. And, and what you're paying as a fan for even like the gear and that sort of thing. Right. right. I think, the fact that your owners, the owners and the GM and the people in the management, starting with the kid, that's what I call them, have started to put a great product on the field. It gives people something to cheer for. When people got something to cheer for, then they everybody wants to be a part of it. And I I ain't there's no team I like enough to want to sit in 20 some degree weather. There's just not. There's, there, there just isn't. There just isn't. So when I wa- I see you guys on TV and I watch your home games and I see the amount of layers that these folks put on to go and cheer for that team. I think it's kind of, I think it's dope, like how your fan base has developed. And, and I think with anything, I mean, like, look at us here, we got Tom Brady, right? And it was like, right. you just couldn't keep a Bucks, Bucks shirt anywhere, right? You just like, but right. you're giving the people what they pay for. And I think that that's, to me, I give you the city of Cincinnati and your ownership that because it starts there, giving people something to actually cheer for and spend their hard earned right. money on. Yeah, no, it does. It's um, <clears throat> I think it's a lot of fun here though. Like tonight, I had a lot of friends that were like, "Are you not? You're not coming to the game?" And I'm like, "No, I just spent the last two days working on these guys, and they're back in my office tomorrow. What I want to do is watch it at home. <laughs> and even though we're actually having like a heat wave, it's like 60 degrees tonight, and it's not raining, uh-uh. right? It's actually uh-huh. decent, decent temperature game for the Bills are probably not used to this type of weather, but <laughs> this is this is what they get to play in tonight. So. I don't know. <clears throat> it's exciting. Let me ask you this. How how do you see the playoff picture rolling out? Um, I see the AFC side being a lot harder than the NFC. I feel like yeah. the AFC side, almost anything can happen because I feel like <laughs> no. the, bill, the Bills on any given day can beat someone. I feel like Cincinnati can do that as well. Of course, I feel yeah. like the Chiefs can. Um, Chiefs are looking good. I just, I just feel like when you talk about those three teams right there, it's just like Almost anything can happen. When I look at the yeah. NFC side, like as much as I'm cheering for the Bucks because as long as they win, I'm still winning, you know. And I think it's just been a rough season. <clears throat> I I also being a New Yorker, right? I saw the Eli run when the Giants barely got in, and you just got to win four games, right? Mm-hmm. And the and the Patriots having Tom Brady, then the Giants ruined a perfect season. Yeah, you know they, you know. So I feel like it could. I, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun. I also want folks to be more like, I don't, I think that if Jalen Hurts doesn't come back for the Eagles, that's a disservice to us as fans and that team for the players. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, they're a totally different team when he's on the field. Yeah. And you, you know? want, you want, you want some good competition out there, right? Like nobody wants anything just handed to them, right? They want to feel like they, they went out there and they worked and they fought hard for what they got. 
you don't want to hand it to you, right? Like um, full disclosure, I'm okay. Business. I'm okay with I'm okay with them <laughs> handing it to us. I'm I'm okay. <laughs> full disclosure, <laughs> like you know, give us three games yeah. of just handing it to me and be like, oh, you guys are in the Super Bowl. Oh, we're going to Phoenix. Oh, well, okay, we're gonna go to Phoenix. Uh-huh. You know, and again, this is this is your pod, but I but I wanted to ask you these things because I you know it's it's I don't I don't I hate to say it, New Year, New Me. But I, but, you know, you share the video with you. Yeah, yeah, you know, New Year, New Me. Like that, kid's, that kid is the best, by the way. Um, Cheryl next door. <laughs> yeah, right. You're still on meth, Cheryl. <laughs> um, what with 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 your clients, right? And you have, I'm sure, work with everyone from pro athletes down to people who are just trying to get it together. Mm-hmm. What is the hardest part about when people make these New Year's resolutions that you've seen from someone from your side? going too hard too fast yep morning results like now and um super super nervous when they get injured within two three weeks uh giving up after a month and it's like come on <laughs> just so, you gotta so, stick with it so what do you recommend then okay so what do you what do you okay let's let's and i'm i i don't i'm not really a new year's resolution kind of guy because i figure like this you should just start tomorrow and it doesn't have to be January. Right. Doesn't, so, no. so again, asking your advice as someone who's dealt with this and, you know, mentally probably dealt with it, your own and your own drive and determination. What is the best way to deal with those resolutions and to what, what is the best real expectation to set for yourself? In your opinion, understanding that it takes time, like nothing's quick, right? We're not, we're not Kardashians where we can just get the fat sucked out of, of certain areas and put into back <laughs> right? I got pretty good insurance. That, like <laughs> just get the fat sucked <laughs> out and put it back here but we're, we're not kardashians right like we we most of us don't have that sort of dispensable income where we can just get it built take the fat out and put it in other places and and even if you can that's only going to work for so long like you still have to put in the work and and let's be honest the kardashians are still having to put in the work right they still have to hit the gym for so many hours a day nothing is easy there's not an easy pill so i think I think just getting into that, you need to understand that it's it's not a short term thing, right? It's not um it's not just gonna go for a month. It's not just gonna go for eight weeks or twelve weeks. It's just a lifelong commitment. Like I think I started out as a distance runner so many years ago, and then I became a very injured distance runner, which is when I discovered weights and lifting weights and bodybuilding and CrossFit and all the stuff that I do now. But I think I uh, let's see, five, six, this will be year eight I've been lifting weights. And when I started, I knew it wasn't like, I'm just going to start and then I'm just going to finish in six months when I get the body that I want. I thought to myself, this has to be a lifelong thing, right? So I think that's just it. Making that that lifelong choice, not just a short-term fix, right? You have to be ready to commit to it every day. And a lot of people are like, how, how do you work out every day? How do you feel like it? I don't. I don't. I'm going right. to say... Man, like 90% of the time, I don't want to be in that gym. It's hard to even get to the gym. And and uh, especially if I do any early morning CrossFit classes, like it's hard. I don't, I don't want to go. I don't want to wake up. My nervous system isn't ready to go and lift some heavy weights. Um, but then I think about how I feel when I don't go, I guess. Uh, if I don't go, I feel like a piece of crap. So <laughs> I'm just going to get right. in there and go. What about you? How's it going for you? I know that you are starting this workout thing, getting a little bit better into it. Yeah. Yeah, because because that's that's where my question goes, because I like you're into it. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you don't go, you almost feel like you said, it's almost like crap because it's part of your day now in your life. Yes. I guess more so like I'm asking more so. And OK, well, let me let me just start with me. With me, I can always find something else to do. Like I literally can always find that I can always find something else to do. But 
to your other point, I, yeah, well, you can too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> to, your, to, your, to your other point, right? Like I really want to make a conscious effort. I also, I'm, and I'm also making a conscious effort to make sure that I'm using my time because mm-hmm. I, you and I had this talk, right? One of the biggest things that we say, especially in this hip hop culture is I'm grinding, I'm grinding, I'm grinding. And we're just doing a lot of nothing, right? Like you, you'll start a task, you spend 20 minutes of that task on Instagram swiping and, and scrolling, right? And then you haven't actually, right, you haven't actually done what you set out to do. I'm trying to be very more, much more mindful of my time for one. And then for two, I'm trying to be realistic about the gym. I know I have to go consistently. Um, I also know that because it's not my thing, I'm not afraid of asking for help. Like my guy here, Coach Forbes, big shout to him, like he's okay. super trainer guy, right? So he helps me with like the workout part. I want to, and he also goes to me because he loves to go like you. But the commitment there is I'm going to go three days a week. So two days with him. And then I'm big into like things that have movement. So I try yeah. to take a class, right? I try to take a class, right? And I think that that's as realistic for me, but I also have to go in the morning. Like I have to get up and start the day there because if I say, eh, well, you know, one o'clock will work, that ain't going to work for me. Yeah. I've been so I'm just trying to be realistic. Yeah. I've been caught in that web. And I think, I think too, that just establish your goals, right? Not everybody has to go hard and kill it five to six days a week in a gym. Some people are great with just three days a week, right? Movement is movement is medicine. And even if you're only just in there three days a week, it's still medicine. And, uh, but if you, if you want to get lean, right, because the reality is, is building muscle is better than tons of cardio. So uh, if you want to get lean, not everybody's going to end up with these great big shoulders and great big muscles, right? Like there's a way to avoid looking like a, a man. Although I will say <laughs> my youngest son, every time he sees me in a tank top and he sees my chops, he's like, oh, mom, you look like a man. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> but I lived heavy, right? I didn't always lift heavy, but not everybody's going to look like that. I just put in eight solid years of lifting seriously heavy weights five to six days a week. That did not come easy. And that doesn't happen for most people because most people aren't going to do what I just did. So I think that just just determining your goal, do you just want to be fit? Do you want a, a different type of physique, right? Do you want a physique right. that is just huge or do you want a physique that's a little bit more trim? Do you want a little more definition? Like, I guess, what is it for me? It used to be, uh, I guess, physique, right? Um, the way I saw myself in a mirror and then eventually it became competitive, which is a little bit where I'm at now. It's I still want to be lean, but I want to be able to compete uh, locally in CrossFit and diff- some different things that we do here locally. And I thought to myself, OK, so can't always be focused on lean because mass moves mass. And if I get super, super tiny, I can't lift heavy stuff anymore. So uh, I'm OK with, um, I guess, getting a little thicker in the arms and doing what I have to do to be able to lift some of that heavier stuff. But so I, the end result, Egan, is always what is your goal? Like, what do you want to do? Do you just want to have a healthier physique, uh, have a healthier inside you? Do you want to just be able to functionally get through everything in life and be fit? Like, do you want to compete? Do you want to get into CrossFit? Like it's, there's so many different avenues when it comes to, to fitness and health. Yeah, but I, I, I'm focused. I, I know exactly. And I can tell you right here, right now with, with your, with your audience there, I can tell you exactly what I'm working towards. My goal is to look as good in a suit as your ass did in that birthday skirt. <laughs> oh my God. I still love that dress. Like that's the one and hey. only time I've worn that dress. I'm like, I can probably never bring that dress out again because I took a picture in it. That picture is actually framed in my home, by the way. As it, as it should be. But as I thought to myself, 
Like I, that was, that's a good feeling. And I remember trying on that dress and I sent my several Snapchats out to close friends. And I was like, tell me you do CrossFit without telling me you do CrossFit because I put on this dress and it's like one sleeve, but you can see my arms and my shoulders and you can see my abs. And I'm like, I look so muscular in this tiny dress, <laughs> but I still had fun putting it on. It was fun. <laughs> no, I, no, I, I, um, no, um, no. I, and I, I've told you about that picture. I think it's a really dope picture, but me, like I, I want to be fit. Cause I have, I have a lot of friends and, and I've told my God, dude, like you're like, swole but you can't even walk a flight of stairs without breathing hard like i don't want to be that guy right so i want to be i want to be where i'm fit um but i also want to have some definition i don't have to be super big like i've seen like tiny i've seen like tiny girls and i'd be like her body's like dope like she's super fit like like you know and i don't have i don't have to be super chiseled i just would like to you know with Jason ever lets me do like one of his anniversary parties, I want to DJ with my shirt off because I know I have like hot, <laughs> hot girls there and hot guests. Y'all have my shirt off DJing, you know, just just letting it go and pumping my fist, you know, like this. But you know, I, that's really my goal. Like I I, I want to be healthy. So that's where the that's where the yeah. movement stuff comes, right? The movement stuff comes because it's a chance for me to be active, right? And I'm, yeah. before it's over, what I'd like to be up to like I don't know about five days a week, but four. But I figure, like to your other point, right? To start off with a small goal that's attainable, something that goes. Yeah. I've been doing this consistently for a couple of months. I've been doing this three, getting in there three days instead of going. I'm going to gym every single day, and then tomorrow I got a meeting and I don't make it, and then then it's Wednesday. But like, well, I can right. go on Thursday, you know. So, but I, when you talk about body, I think that you know, like, I'd like to reverse. Uh, my chest and my my midsection a little bit, you know, reverse it. So my chest, I can, you know, my shirt looks like, hey, dude, you know, you don't want to come over, you know, just want you want to say excuse me when you bump me. That's what you want to do. You want to say excuse me when you bump me. No, but okay, yeah, and, and just be fit. Go. Yeah, and just be good fit. Goal. You know. Yeah. So. So okay, so that's that's something that you don't have to do. You know, five to six days a week. I think you can easily obtain that doing you know three to four days a week and just. We talked about this before. It's diet. And and uh, let me just tell you, I feel like absolute garbage even bringing up diet right now because the holidays were not good to me. <laughs> like I, man, I ate so much pasta and so much garbage and drank way too much uh, over the last four weeks. But um, back on it, like I'm back on my egg whites, my oatmeal, I'm back on my chicken, my roasted veggies. That's what I was eating. We started this. Um, I think just those things help me feel a little bit more locked in, I think, especially with my workouts, because there's something to be said about working out as hard as I do. But if you're eating garbage, you don't feel that good about your workouts. Right. But when you're eating the right things that, you know, kind of go hand in hand with that type of training, you feel a lot better about those workouts. That's for sure. So what are the right things? What, okay. What are the, give me five wrong things that as, as you, if you're getting into fitness, right, you're saying, okay. Because here's one of the things that a couple of trainers have told me. They go, first of all, Ekin, you have to eat more because apparently I don't eat enough, yeah. right? I got to eat more, yes. right? So that I got it. Go ahead. Right. And then I've had one trainer be like, you know what, Ekin, don't worry about what you're eating yet. Just eat. Just let's just start there. Let's just eat. But are there thing? are there three to five things that I just should be avoiding as I'm trying to eat more? Anything high in sugar and, I, and processed sugar. Hey, right. look, so like, look, I'm going to need some names because he, I, again, that's when I, that's when I get lost right there. That's when I got to call you on emergency speed dial going, I don't know what sugar, <laughs> I don't know what the sugar thing is. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, processed sugars, like anything that, you know, tastes way too good to be true. Like Oreo cookies, um, <laughs> any, any cookie really. So like 
I eat carbs pretty much all day, but my carbs consist of oatmeal and rice and fruits. Like I allow myself two fruits a day. Uh, I'm not having oatmeal cookies and pizza crust or anything like that, right? And my proteins are all pretty lean proteins. It's it's egg whites, it's flank steak, it's fish, it's um, chicken. I eat so much chicken. And to be fair, it's it's hard to get that much protein in with meats because I can't eat that much solid food in a day. So I, I'm guilty of cheating with a lot of protein shakes. Um, I probably have three to four protein shakes a day because I can't eat that much chicken and egg whites and flank steak, right? Like I just can't do it. Right. At all. <laughs> like there's no way. Maybe I'm so, in that uh, boat with you then. I think I think that that may be am I am I am I even allowed to say that as a man that I might be in the same boat as you? Is that even is that even macho? I mean I mean you're no, who I good. look to for this. So you're who I look to for this, so I'm listening to you. But I'm like, hey no. man, I'm not feeling I'm not feeling real macho saying that stuff right now. You know? But um Wait, you can totally say that because like it's hard. It's hard to eat that much food in a day. And I remember the first time I hired a nutritionist. I actually paid her for three years to teach me how to eat. And she was like, well, you got to eat this much protein. I'm like, there is no way I'm eating that much chicken and eggs in a day that I'll gag. There's no way. So she was like, all right, so we'll introduce you to protein powders and protein shakes. And I don't want you using this for every meal, but they're good meal replacements. I'm like, thank God, because I can suck down a freaking protein shake like that, have a tablespoon of nut butter maybe even half of a grapefruit with it. And I'm like, all right, now we're good, right? That was considered a whole meal. And I don't feel grossed out that I had like 28 ounces of chicken today. So don't be afraid to get in there with protein shakes, like right. mix it up. <laughs> don't gag right. on the chicken. <laughs> now, now, now with yours, right? And I guess we've turned this into a fitness thing, but I think this is a cool discussion because, and again, like, I, cause I, like I told you, like, I, I think what's really dope about you is like, when I talk to you, right, there's always something to learn. And I think that like when you talk about this fitness thing and we're walking into 2023, everybody, it's new year, new me. And I saw this really cool, I saw this really cool meme and it's like, y'all finna be in there and them people weigh again in the gym. Like it's like, <laughs> y'all finna be, it's like y'all finna be in there and them people weigh again, right? All right. this week. No. And, and, and we went in the gym today and it was like so many people in there, but I'm not mad at anybody for yeah. trying, but I just want to do it. You know, I just want to do it right. And like, sometimes when you hear these things, right. And of course, there's a million apps and all this other kind of stuff. And, you know, like to your point, right, when you just said processed sugars, I'm the person that probably is going to go right after that, like I did. But what are some of those processed sugars? Because I'll think that I'm doing it right. And like, okay, I hear so much about bread. Is bread is bread not good? So, man, that's a tough one. And let's take it for what I told you my goal is, right? Like I said, my goal is is bread not, not good for that? I think bread is fine if you pick something that's low calorie. So that's another thing I learned, right? To like take in all this stuff that so many quote unquote health professionals, especially on social media will tell you about which bread is garbage. But my um, nutritionist always allowed me to have a bread by Aunt Millie's actually. So look this up, Aunt Millie's. And it's like 40 calories a slice because in her idea it was like, all right, you can have this bread. We're gonna consider this some of your complex carbs, right? Um, so not one of your fruits, but your complex carbs, you can have this have two slices a day, put some tuna on it, right? Some, some low fat mayo, just a little bit, some pickles and some tuna on it. And I was actually allowed to have that bread, which I still have that here. Um, like once a week, I'll do a BLT, which is just two slices of that bread, some turkey bacon, some tomatoes, and some of that low fat mayonnaise and some lettuce. Like, I think, I think there's only so much cleaning you can do, but in the end it's calories in versus calories out. And you want to make sure that those calories count toward your daily activity, right? 
So like um, I have a CrossFit competition coming up in March. So right now, three days a week, I'm trying to do like a couple of different workouts in a day instead of just one a day. So if my activity level is going to be that high, I'm going to add in some things like the Aunt Millie's bread. And I'm probably going to put some sugar-free jelly and some peanut butter on it because I need extra stuff. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired and my job is very physical. And if I'm doing two workouts on top of that, I need extra stuff. So I'm going to say that there are some breads definitely that are acceptable. And I think Aunt Millie's is one of them. So. Okay. Can I ask you the pasta question? Is pasta mm -hmm. good? Mm -mm. <laughs> no. Pasta. And I hate saying that because I, I am Italian and man, there's so many Italians out there, especially on social media saying pasta is not the enemy. Like, look at us. We eat it all the time. We're very thin. Okay. But those, those tiny Italian people aren't, <laughs> they're not Americans, right? So they're, their little tiny portions are like a couple of ounces. Well, he in America, we like four Late times full. that amount. Right. <laughs> we, I'm not making a little tiny spoonful of spaghetti and saying that's my dinner. I'm going to make a lot of spaghetti. So it's portion size for us. And I got to say, it's. I should take that back. Pasta itself is not bad. It's just that we as Americans don't know how to properly portion <laughs> our meal for that. So that's where the problem comes in because... You can easily go from eating 400 calories of pasta to 2,200 calories in pasta like that in America. So that's the problem. So what do I do? <laughs> well, you know what? I could actually probably email you some lists uh, on what acceptable carbs are, acceptable proteins, acceptable fats, because not even all fats are good, right? Like I'm telling you, I paid somebody for so many years to learn all these things. So like fats, we talk about like, oils, coconut oil. Um, that's probably one of my favorites. Olive oil is a good one. Um, <laughs> gosh, let's see. What are my favorite fats? Nut butters are my favorite fats. Um, I do put Parmesan on some of my roasted vegetables, which I did tonight just a little bit though, for a little bit of taste. Uh, but I don't really eat much dairy or cheese, I guess. Cheese is kind of, um, a cheat if you will. So is anything dairy. So no milk, none of that stuff is in my diet. <laughs> you, you gotta give it up to be fair like dairy is really highly inflammatory so you can't really you can't be having anything with dairy really if you want i guess um a non-inflammatory response right like you don't want the bloating and all the stuff that comes with having dairy because what we don't realize and, and what i didn't realize like i raised two kids having chocolate milk and putting cheese on their stuff because I grew up that way. So I'm like, yeah, more chocolate milk because vitamin T makes your bones strong and you should do this and you should eat all this cheese. But the reality is it's very inflammatory to your system and it's not good. And I didn't realize that until I did two years without dairy. And I'm like, holy cow, what a difference that makes without dairy, right? <laughs> like I'm a whole new woman. I should knock on wood, but I'm really sick. I'm really having any issues and I'm 45 and I can train a lot. Like there's no inflammatory responses coming from that anymore. So no dairy. So you just literally cut out of my diet. A daily bowl. Like I love cereal, like loves. And I thought I was, I thought I was doing okay because I eat like honey nut Cheerios a lot. You know, right. you see that, you see that B you're thinking that you're doing the right thing. Right. So, so confession, I okay. have honey nut Cheerios in my cabinet. Okay. And but actually I had, I put it on Greek yogurt. Right. Man, up, man, man. Hey, Misty, now you're going too far. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I actually learned this from my nutritionist as well, right? 
So I get a cup, uh, and this is one of my pre-workouts, one of my favorite pre-workout meals. I get a cup of Honey Nut Cheerios, three-fourth cup of Greek yogurt, because it's high in protein, and I just pour my Cheerios on top of that, stir it in, right? Texture, textures, everything. And <laughs> that's what I eat for my pre-workout, right? It's like 200 calories of a pre-workout, and it's it's decent. It's high in sugar. You can burn that shit off, so let it roll. <laughs> okay, so... And I'm going to go for it and, I, and I'll, I'll give you a report because I'll have you on my pod and I'm sure I'll get asked these questions back and, and I'll have to tell to. you the truth. Right. I so actually gonna, just wrote down some notes because I yeah, so like I'm gonna, to make sure. Well, I did. I, I will say this in full transparency because I, like, I, like I said, like I, I very much think highly of you and I think that the stuff you tell me I learned something from. Yesterday, I after the game. I, I had to go to like, um, do you guys have five guys? You guys have five guys. Oh, right? we do. Yes. Oh. Right? I was like, I was like, I'm not going to be able to do this again. So let me go on five guys. And mm-hmm. I had, I only had a little cheeseburger, but boy, was <laughs> and they I had them. a, and I had a bag of those fries. Cause you know, they give you like a, seems like a trash bag full of fries. Right. <laughs> and I was like, this is going to oh, be God. it. So, okay. So, so I'm not going to be so anti against, uh, I'm going to try this no cheese. I thought the dairy thing. I just needed probably to hear it out loud. I kept hearing it, the dairy thing. I'm going to try it. And I ha- I like Greek yogurt a lot. So I'm going to even try your little Cheerios thing. Yeah, on the Greek yogurt. Yeah, it I takes a minute to get used to. Because you're not, you're not getting that soupy feeling. Like I remember the first time I had cereal. I think I had bran flakes and a cup full of strawberries or whatever on my Greek yogurt. That that was what my nutritionist told me to have. And I remember thinking like, this is awful. I can't eat cereal on yogurt. I need that, that the texture that dairy, like that milk gives you, which you can do almond milk. It doesn't have to be Greek yogurt. She just gave me Greek yogurt because it was higher in protein. For oh, so I can, drink, I can do almond milk? Totally do almond milk. Oh, no. We back in the game. <laughs> We're back in the game. We're gonna back this up. We're back in the game. <laughs> yeah. But no, seriously, like I, I have a sensitivity to almonds. So like that was out for me. And uh, a lot of the suggestions she gave me, like coconut milk, I was like, no, ugh. she was like, all right, Greek yogurt. So I remember the first time I put cereal in it, like a cup full of berries on my Greek yogurt. I'm like, this isn't milk. This kind of sucks. But then by week two, I'm like, oh, this is so good. <laughs> I can eat this all day. Because that was like the best thing I was eating aside from like um, maybe nut butters, but like when you're living on chicken and veggies, you're like, man, freaking honey nut Cheerios on yogurt sounds really good right now. <laughs> right. And, and there's another thing too. Why is it so expensive to be healthy? And I can just go around the corner and get a value meal for like six bucks oh. and everything's there. I get a soda. I, they'll even upsize it for a dollar. They'll even upsize oh. it for matter of fact, Misty, they might even give me two for two. They might, but here's where the problem that comes in. And you know the healthcare crisis. So we talk about this. You can supersize it. You can get your two for twos. You can get your RV sandwiches. You can get whatever. But the reality of that is, is that in the long run, it is going to cost you. And that could be healthcare bills. And it could be all these diseases that were like foodborne, right? Your nutrition-based diseases. And uh, unfortunately, I would say 80% of those that the diseases that we have out there are from nutrition, right? So whatever you're eating now, even though it's cheaper than eating the way that we're talking about, it's going to catch up to you. And, and it's probably going to be in the form of a healthcare bill or a disease that you didn't have to have because it wasn't genetic based, right? So it will catch you. And you know what? I, I'll be the first to admit, like I'm getting up there. I'm 45 years old. I turned 46 this year and man, I'm scared. Like I was talking to a client the other day. I'd had like a lot of anxiety lately. And I, I, this is probably just my paranoia, but I woke up and my left arm was kind of hurting. And I'm like, is, 
is this a heart attack? Is, oh my, oh my God, I'm like 45. This could actually be a heart attack. <laughs> 45 years old, right? And you start thinking about that, like we're not getting any younger. So paying attention to some of those choices is, is kind of ideal, I think, as you as you get up there. We're not in our 20s anymore. Like we got to really think about what we're putting in and digesting and and what that's putting toward our baseline and how long we actually want to live and, and not only live, but like what, what kind of quality of life do we want to have? Like, I don't want to be in the hospital sick and I definitely don't want a heart attack by the time I'm 46. So yeah, that's right. it. <laughs> well, 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 you, 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 you gave me almond milk back. I'm look, let me tell you something right now. That, <laughs> you can have that, your right, milk. Yeah. The, the almond milk. So when we talk about cereal, right? And again, I I, I guess I've turned this into a nutrition conversation because I, 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 can, I can ask all these questions and she yes. knows, She's right? Here. She's here. I got her. <laughs> right. When you're talking cereal, Honey Nut Cheerios is safe. Safe-ish. Don't go overboard. Like I would. <laughs> safe-ish. <laughs> safe-ish. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do more than a cup a day, right? And make sure that you're you're putting those calories to good use, right? You're not just eating and dumping things into your body and not putting them to use, right? Think about and I'm not, man, I even hate to say this because I hate it when people used to tell me this. They were like, listen, eat whatever you want, but it, food is fuel. And I remember thinking, I want to punch you. Every time someone tried to say like, well, you know, don't eat because you want it. Eat because it's going to fuel you for your workouts. I remember thinking, who thinks like that? You're sick. And I still don't. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, my gosh, everything I put in my body. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be a great workout later. That is not true at all. I love food. Uh, food is an addiction. In fact, quick, just quick segue. <laughs> I um, I got a DUI when I was 21 and it was St. Patty's Day and my friends and I had been out partying and my friend lived two blocks away. And I said, I don't leave my car here. I'd rather bring my car to your house. So I literally got my car, started it. And that's all it took. Here comes the police officer. I had never been in trouble ever for anything in my life. So the moment he said, have you been drinking? I was like, but yeah, but that was like hours ago. So <laughs> anyways, it was enough. That led to me getting a DUI when I was 21. But anyways, I remember having to attend the seminar to get out of, quote unquote, the DUI and getting it like turned into a reckless op. And I went to this whole week in school and I remember this counselor sitting down with me because they're trying to determine if you have a drinking problem. And at 21, that was definitely not an issue for me. It was just a party scene. But I remember right. him saying like, let's talk about alcohol. Do you do you think about it daily? And I was like, no. He was like, do you, do you take a shower or take a hot bath and think about that glass of wine or think about this? And I remember thinking, no. And then he said, I mean, do you feel like <clears throat> it's just a part of your, your thought process period, even if it's not daily? And I said, no. And then I got really scared. And I said, can I ask you a question? And he said, yeah, go ahead. And I said, do you think food's an addiction? Because everything you asked me made me think about food. <laughs> <laughs> think about food all day every day I think about it in the morning I think about it at night I think about it every hour like am I addicted to food <laughs> and he said you actually can be addicted to food but I can't help you with that <laughs> so the bottom line was I did not have a drinking problem but but I, my whole point of that is is that we we can easily be addicted to food right like food food tastes good and <laughs> I know a lot of people, very rare is the person that can actually eat food and think, oh, I don't care if it tastes good or not. I'm just putting it in my body to eat. That's like one out of every hundred can actually feel that way about food. But the majority of us, especially as Americans, we love food. Right. And it's really, really hard to break that cycle. I mean, I grew up in the 80s and so did you. So we grew up on Kool-Aid and tea 
and candy bars and all the crap and microwaves coming out. And I remember my mother discovering microwave dishes and us coming home and like putting French fries and mac and cheese in the microwave, which can't believe we lived on Salisbury steak, like gross stuff like that, which you knew wasn't even real meat, but we lived on that, right? (laughs) Coming from a household that lived like that and then learning how to actually eat and what you're supposed to eat as an adult, it was a hard adjustment. Like, and again, it still is. I'm not going to lie. Like every day I have to wake up and make that choice. Like you're not going to eat shit today, right? You're going to eat good and you're going to prove to yourself that you have a little bit of discipline today <laughs> and it's not going to be wrapped up in a box of cookies or crackers or any of the garbage. So yeah, anyways, way off topic on that one. But <laughs> well, no, it's all good. Like I said, you learned something and like, um, and I, I speak for me first, right? Because I'm not like the fitness thing isn't my thing. But I'm I want to make a conscious effort. Mm-hmm. So, but to me, the conscious effort includes also too being properly informed. Yeah. Right. And and yeah. I think if we're not properly informed, we can have all the apps and do all the stuff we want. And 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 to your other point, the right goals for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not I'm not coming out, yo, you know, I want to be in no. a competition in three months because I have no desire no. to be there. But no, I do want to be fit. Right. I want to feel better and I also want to eat better. And I know that there's some some right ways to get there, yeah. you know. And so, um, I I think everything you're saying is very much kind of a in its own way on topic, you know. Like even the, the stuff yeah. about the counselor, right? Like that when he, you were saying those questions, I'm sitting there going, it's kind of like you're looking at a movie, going, "Dude, why are you asking me these dumbass questions? I got a DUI because I was partying, but That's him doing thought, his like, job." <laughs> right. I was St. Patty's Day. I was 21. Like, what what do you think happened? Like, I don't... right. But it got me thinking, like, I was so scared to be there. And the minute he started popping off those questions, I thought, man, I think I'm addicted to food. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out that's a real thing. Like, so (laughs) I remember going through my, I go, I went through both pregnancies thinking like, oh, it doesn't matter how much weight I gain. I can get as fat as I want because I'm pregnant. Nobody cares. So I'd get up at three in the morning and have like two brownies at like three in the morning and just like lay my fat butt back down to bed (laughs) and be like, why did I gain three pounds overnight? Oh, I don't know. Cause I got up and ate brownies at freaking 3 AM, but food is an addiction. I remember eating cookie dough as a meal, right? When I was 20 years old in college, like how disgusting is that? When I look back on that, I'm like, how am I alive? <laughs> how, how did I survive my twenties? I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've never had the cookie dough thing. I don't, I don't try to figure out what strange like food thing I ate like that. I don't, I don't even know. Only in New York though, because it's like, a slice of pizza is mandatory every time I go home. So uh, a slice, a slice. Yeah, because I one. Well, usually it's like two, but I for some reason I never really <laughs> finished the second slice. And the funny thing about New York now is almost like when I go home now, it's like I go back like a tourist. And by that, <laughs> by that I mean like I like I'm from uptown, right? So I lived in the Bronx. Right. There's so much. When I go back now, though, I don't stay up there. I stay closer to like Times Square because most of the stuff that I'm getting myself into is down in those areas. And I'm not trying to take a Uber uptown or get uptown late at night, two o'clock in the morning. Right. And I'm looking for dope restaurants and stuff. And so, you know, like we're just going to really dope spots. Me and my boy went to this spot called um, Burger and Lobster. And it was just like, I don't know. I don't even know what made me find it. But they the had name alone would have sent me running in. Like, man, <laughs> we went in there, Misty. Let me tell you, and the, 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 top, <laughs> the, the top line on the menu was, and it wasn't like a super deep menu. It was like one of those one pagers, <laughs> and all the drinks are on the back, but the first one side is is just pretty much what's there. And it wasn't. It was like a cool little, you know, little trendy spot. And the top thing that you order in there is the burger lobster combo. 
and it pretty much is just what it sounds like. They give you this really dope <laughs> burger and this really dope lobster, and oh, I'm in there, and, I, and I'm in there like this is why you stay downtown, dude. This is why <laughs> it's the food. Just give me <laughs> right. all the serve and turf right here, right? Yeah. Now. Exactly. So it was, it was, it's like that. So when I go to eat at these places and try stuff, like I, you know, like I, I don't want to be this person to your other point too, where I'm like freaking out. But again, when you're, you, you want to be mindful of what you're putting into your body because of how we move around and the hours yeah. we put in, because we're both still super active late right. nights, early mornings and that sort of thing. So I just, I just want to be mindful, but I, I do Thank you for helping me feel like I'm not crazy because I don't want to go on a golf board. Like, oh, you know, I'm going to do all of this in January. And in February, I quit going, man, later for that. No, <laughs> no. I'll hold you accountable. And oh, I'm going to well, be in Florida. I'm going to be in Florida in February anyway. So, well, yeah, we'll just, we'll get together, have some dinner when I'm actually there. I think I'm there the 18th through the 25th. So, um, I, you know what the crazy thing is, is even in Florida, though, I don't even totally go garbage. Like, it's my vacation, but I... I'm in Fort Myers so much in the off season. I can't eat garbage like the whole week, right? I can't use being gone away from home as a reason to eat right. garbage because I'm there so much. So even then I still like my grocery shop. I cook most of my meals inside the condo. I might eat out twice a week while I'm there because I do have some favorite restaurants in Fort Myers, but then every morning I'm out running on the beach. Um, I'll come back, eat, I'll hit the gym for a little bit, come back shower from like the neck down, get covered up in sunblock and then head out on my paddleboard. So I'm burning literally like so many more calories than I'm used to burning here. And a lot of the times I come back from Fort Myers having lost a few pounds and I'm well, not mad about that at all. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll let you know about those dates too, because you know, like we may still be, we may still be celebrating here because you know, Tom could go on a magical <laughs> run. Tom could go on a magical <laughs> run, right? And then we're still celebrating here. My calendar is all kinds of booked you know, like, like through the summer because we're, you know, there may be a, like a Tom retirement. So I don't know. I just, <laughs> I, just, I just feel like now that we're in, I got this newfound thing for thinking um, we could pull off four. We could win four. I, I, I may be the only one who feels like that, but I feel like we could win four. That's it's very hopeful of you. <laughs> very hopeful. So no, it's, it's funny that you say that because I, <laughs> last year, I'm just going to admit it. I was not used to the Bengals making it into postseason. So I literally had my flight, rental car, everything for like three days past the last regular season game last year. And somewhere like 10 games in, I thought, uh oh, uh, we might we might actually see some playoffs. <laughs> right. <laughs> so then I moved, moved my flight and rental car to January 29th. I'm like, that's a safe bet. Like we might see a playoff game or two, but <sighs> so then <laughs> we have that first playoff game against the Chiefs. I'm like, uh oh, crap. Um, maybe I should just like make it further out. So then I switch my flight and rental car to February 12th, which is the day before Super Bowl. I'm like, all right, we're gonna have a good run, but I don't think we're gonna make it to the Super Bowl. So <laughs> I move my flight, whisper. everything to February 12th. I know because I feel like the universe is hearing me right now. And then I move my flight to that, and I swear we beat the Titans. And I literally get an email from all my neighbors down there in Fort Myers. They're like, ha, 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 guess you're going to postpone again. I said, oh my God, we actually made the Super Bowl. So this year I learned my lesson. My literally, my flight is February 18th. This is one week post Super Bowl. So if we make it, I don't have to switch the shit up again, right? Like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm just going to wait and see what happens. <laughs> And um, because I know it won't be you guys there, it'll probably be us, but 
Um, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It'll be us. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. <laughs> if, if, you were, if you were betting on one of the two teams, it wouldn't be ours, huh? I mean, you know what? I don't even want to say that. I want to speak into the universe that I want the Bengals to go, of course. But, you know, again, you've seen this. Like, man, anything can make a team fall. And it could be one major player with an injury or whatever the case is. Like, and it sucks to say that. But you hope it's not ever the case with your team. And, right. and to be fair, I am proud because we, we actually lost a lot of key players during a lot of key weeks. And we still had, like, that backline step up and perform like the guys we just lost. I'm not mad about it. Like we did pretty well. So anyways, you know how it goes though. Anything can happen uh, in those final few weeks. So you just pray and I'm knocking on wood again for the hundredth time this season. <laughs> well, we make it. Let me ask you this. Is there, is there a team that as a fan, you would be like, I'd like the Bengals to avoid them. If yeah, you could, if you could be like, you know, we could play all the teams, but this is the one team I wish, I hope that we don't have to play. Because of matchup, whatever it is, is there is there that team? I don't know. I don't know. This is going to sound weird and ironic, but I kind of had a weird dream about it, and I still can't quite put my finger on it, but I would say the 49ers. Uh, there's just something odd about the way they're coming up right now. And, <clears throat> you know, you see a team like that, that that may have been down and then all of a sudden found their stride. And I right. feel like the, the 49ers might be there for a minute. So that that would be my concern, I think, right now. I don't know. What about you? I want to know, first of all, why the Buccaneers aren't at the top of that list of who <laughs> you might be afraid of. <laughs> I just like to know, first of all, I feel like I feel like with as great as our friendship has developed to be, I want to just tell you that was that was I just feel like it's oh, it's very disrespectful. You didn't even you know, like I don't even think anywhere in your thought process of thinking just now that the Buccaneers were anywhere were. in that thought, that thought process. <laughs> They weren't. I'm so sad to say that. And the amount of laughter that the <laughs> amount of laughter that you're having right now, as I bring it up, I, I didn't even think about. <laughs> I'm not saying they're not a threat. I'm just saying I, I was literally like rolling to the NFC and who concerns me over there. I didn't even think about the Bucks. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> All right, listen, it's, it, it could happen. <laughs> I'm not very convinced. Like it's it's kind of hard for me to be convinced that you're taking us seriously if between every word you have to like get this laughter out. Like it's kind of hard for me to feel like you take us serious at all. Listen, if it happens, we and we play you guys in Super Bowl. I'll buy you dinner. I swear. No. I got you. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Are you sure? <laughs> this is like <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Woo, I don't, I don't even. <laughs> I don't even know how to feel right now. I don't even. I don't even know if I even should ask any more questions that have the Bucks anywhere involved in it. Like. <laughs> Listen, you guys might make it. I'm going to eat my words. What's going to happen is we're not going to make it anywhere near the end of the playoffs. You guys are just going to fly right past us. That's, that's, that's like my thing, right? Like, you know, everybody, you know, you have all these friends that are Cowboys fans, right? My brother's like, yo, you know, we're making it to the Super Bowl. I go, yeah, to the after parties. 
Dak's going to be hosting a party. <laughs> Zeke's going to have one. You ain't making it to play in the game. You might be there because you're a player because you can always get in the stadium and you're going to be at the NFL festivity. Right. Right. You're going to be at the NFL experience because people want to meet you. But you ain't going to – I'm talking about who's going to be playing. He cannot stand it. I'll be like, yeah, I saw Dak's name on a flyer. He's going to be hosting a party down there, but he ain't playing in no Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> facts <laughs> it's a sad playing. fact <laughs> not, playing, not playing at all i love not it at all. are you are you are you let me just try this again it is <laughs> if she, if she cannot stop when it comes to the... i'm wow. sorry Tom. So wait, Tom Brady being the goat, that doesn't even account for anything in this thought process. No. no. Like I don't don't get mad. And I don't want this to bite me in the ass. It's like don't, don't get mad. Don't get mad. And I don't want this to bite me in the ass. But listen, I think look, I look at guys like LeBron James, right? Amazing career. The guy obviously wanted to stay on board, play a little bit longer, so he could play with the sun, whatever. Uh, but he's not playing that well either, right? Michael Jordan didn't end his career on a great note either. And we all know he's the GOAT, right? And I'm not saying Tom Brady hasn't pulled off some amazing games this year because you saw him come from nothing to way ahead in so many games. His during game is still amazing, but the reality is is sometimes things come to an end, you know? Um, and I know that hurts. <laughs> I know that hurts your heart. <laughs> Uh, but it's like watching LeBron, right? Like people still like to watch the Lakers because it's still LeBron. People still like to watch the Bucks because it's Tom Brady. And regardless right. of anything else he does in his career, like that's still Tom Brady. Uh, apparently, um, even I remember, I think it was last season, I was working on one of our defense tackles and <clears throat> he or offense tackles. And he was talking about somebody that he looked up to, which was Tom Brady. And when we played you guys last year, he said, to him, that was such a magical moment to be on the field playing a game with Tom Brady. Like that guy right. makes dreams come true. So I'm not saying he hasn't earned it. I'm just saying that. <clears throat> yeah, just know like tonight the picture of me and Tom Brady will be hitting social media again, and I will be tagging you. I will be tagging you. And you just made me. You just made me think of something. And and I want you to tell me. Just give me your honest opinion, right? You are a woman in sports, and women have come a long, long way in sports right you, you you look at espn all kinds of folks yes. hosting shows uh yes. uh on these uh you know uh debate shows real opinions really knowing and talking sports right mm -hmm. so but i've never really heard and maybe i just haven't been in the right place i've never really heard a woman weigh in on the jordan lebron goat conversation jordan. um <laughs> then i wrote it out actually i think someone uh, posted statistics the other day like Okay, you can talk about the Jordan and the LeBron thing, right? Like how much more LeBron has done over Jordan. But when they looked at how much more, how many more games or whatever, how however many it was, I think LeBron played over Jordan right. to obtain those stats. Like had he have done the exact same thing that Jordan did, he wouldn't have been Jordan, right? But I, you're talking to someone who grew up in the in the 80s and the 90s. So, of course, I'm a Jordan fan. Like I was Scottie Pippen, D Dennis Rodman. Like the Bulls were my team, not the Celtics growing up. So, um, yeah, like obviously Jordan. How do you feel about it? Now we're in the same age a, group, so yeah, we're in, yeah. Well, there, there. I'm I'm not even a Bulls fan. I'm a Jordan fan. Like there's there's no there was never any doubt. Yeah. So I don't even 
I don't even, the conversation, I'm just like you. Like, I don't even, I never talk down about LeBron because to me, LeBron is like, no, it's amazing. This kid, right. that, this kid has been in front of the camera yeah. since he was 15. And to be in front of the camera, right. probably even longer before we heard about him nationally, right? But to be under the right. camera that long and his family not really been into really anything super embarrassing to his family, to his legacy, right. you know, that type of thing. And, and be this guy that has not only gotten all of his friends, as long as they followed the pattern and they did the work, right. They've had super opportunities yeah. and have made the most of them. Right. It's been all these things yeah. created around. I mean, this dude to me is like what to me, if I was ever to say a black athlete did it right, he did it right. He's doing it right. Wow. Right. Continues. So with yeah. that being said, I am still happy and celebrate them both. The one yeah. thing I, I and I said this on social media the other day, though, is because one of my friends, I think, posted that graphic that you're talking about. Right. And what I said to him was, hands down, I'm Jordan. This is not about that to me. Right. But why is it that when we're talking about LeBron, we talk about everything, but we act like Jordan never played for the Wizards? Right. Like everybody forgets the different parts of his career, right? They only think right. about the Bulls. They don't think about at the end of his career. They don't think about any of the other stuff, right? We only celebrate the the Bulls championships. Right. We don't talk about anything else. I agree. Right. And they talk, yeah. you know, they talk about, of course, when he got in the league, like you said, when he was coming up and all, because even in, you know, in the documentary, right? Like <clears throat> the Bulls are the magic that, and it's great what he did and what they right. did over there. And to his credit, he says, you know, this happens because of Scotty and everybody else. It was a right. team effort the way that they did it. But yeah. when you talk about everyone else, like you even look at what we're talking about with Tom Brady right now, right? right? We don't just talk about the Patriots. We're talking about Tom Brady's having a very, by Tom Brady standards, average season right now with the Bucks. Yeah. We're not going to, people are not going to leave that out. But it's like yeah. when we talk about Michael Jordan, it's like the only thing we talk about Jordan and the Wizards is the sneakers that he have released, that he's about to release, that are that the Bulls colors, right? We don't that talk about the wizards at all i mean we don't talk about the wizards at all and no. to me i think that part is unfair in the conversation now let me be clear i'm with you when this conversation starts and ends i am still michael jordan i don't i'm not getting into no debates on the stats i don't care about that jordan means something to me that is very different because i saw right. that era happen right and to your right. point I wasn't no Bulls fan. I was a Jordan fan. You know, I was a Pippen fan. I was a players fan that Same. happened. They all played for the Bulls. Yes. You know, like I'm not Ooh. even on the on the Warriors bandwagon right now. I'm a Steph fan. I like what they do. I'm a Clay fan. I'm a, you know, I'm Draymond. I like the players, but I'm not somewhere going, oh man, the Warriors are my team, this, that, and the other. I like <laughs> certain players more so than than being caught up on a team. I'm more sorry, so. Did, did you just say Draymond Green? <clears throat> <laughs> Draymond, I, I'm going to give you Steph, and I'm going to give you Jordan Claypool, but I cannot give you Draymond. Here's, here's why I the think people have, an animal. Well, here's why, and that to me is why they have to give you Draymond Green. You you have to take the good with the bad, because I think if there's no Draymond Green, that team is not the same. Because to me, in my opinion, he's, he's hard. I think that he has a lot to be. He's not no Charles Barkley at that position. He's not. <laughs> he's, you know what I'm saying? He's not no uh, Tim Duncan. But no. He is a lot of heart when it comes to that team. Yes, the finesse, the three-pointers, which we all love. Steph Clay, when KD was there, right. we all love it. We know that's how the points go in. Right. But when you talk about the heart of that team and who can be like, you ain't going to just, you know, because mm -hmm. look, look, you're not black, but I'm sure you've heard this, right? Little cute light-skinned boys. 
You little cute, like we punked the little light skinned boys. We punked the little light skinned boys. You ain't <laughs> punking them dudes when Draymond is there because Draymond ain't letting it happen to his brothers. Nah. He's that guy. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? So, yes, what he lacks in probably the skill set that they have, yeah. somebody's got to have that heart to make the team go, we can do this. It don't matter. When we at home, this our house. Somebody that stands like that, that's what I think that Draymond brings. I'm not talking like he's in my top 50 player, you know, and he's done some things which to me, Everybody does. I don't know if I'm I'm never going to be like the hitting Jordan Poole thing was probably like the, the lowest of class thing. I'm a realist, right? right? But people right. make mistakes. We're, we're human. They're mm -hmm. athletes, which I'm sure you know. You're around athletes, right? We have this ego. Mm -hmm. We have this spur of the moment thing. And to me, like I'm a fan of, um, you know, the cancel culture is a super big thing. I'm not a fan of cancel culture. I'm a fan of change behavior. Right. Because I think in yeah. everybody's life, they've done some things, right? So he did that. I think the way that you fix that is you go to Jordan Poole. You talk to him. You talk to your teammates. I'm not talking about the camera. Yeah, you got to answer those questions or whatever. But you face right. that like a man and you'd be like, dude, I was wrong. No matter what we arguing about, I shouldn't have put my hands on you, that sort of right. thing. And that's how we fix it. And we move forward from there. And then I right. show you with my behavior how I'm going to act. Right. You bring the team back together because you you decided to step up and say, I don't I don't really want this with you. Like I'd rather be a team than than have that built up between us. And and to be fair on that point, uh, and I said I was a Dennis Rodman fan, and I will tell you, like we all know he, his defense was psychotically insane. And to be fair, I will say this about Draymond Green: his his defense reminds me a lot of Rodman's, and I right. can respect that. I can respect that. I can re even respect when they played the Celtics in the finals last season, watching him take down some of my my players. And I'm angry because obviously I wanted the Celtics to win, but you see him playing. I'm like, damn, that guy reminds me of Rodman. I hate to like it. I hate to like it. <laughs> right. I hate Draymond Green, but I'm like, this guy is like Rodman all over again. Like he's doing what he's supposed to do. And I hate saying it, but he's doing what he's supposed to do. Right. Do you just not like him because you're a Celtics fan or you just don't like him? I Celtics fan. I I thought he was so dirty in the finals. <laughs> I thought he was so and again, it's just because he's hurting my guys, right? I saw right. him do the Tatum and Jalen Brown, and I'm just like, take that guy out. I hate him. I can't stand him. And then after that, of course, I I think it was like when they went into preseason. I think they went to Japan, and I died laughing because we all know that Draymond Green has a podcast. And oh yeah, one of these Japan kids had like this sign out. These Japanese kids that said Draymond Green is number one. In podcasts, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that Japanese kid just won my heart. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Draymond a lot, though, because I, I mean, he he just to me like um, I'm a fan of, of people too that like they're real people. Like because at the end yeah. of the day, like and like I said, you probably know this as good as anybody, right? You're working with professional athletes. These guys are still real people, you know. Yeah. And at the end of the day, right? By the time. Right. You know, like they can't really walk anywhere because especially the bigger that they get. Right. It's like right. somebody's always grabbing. Somebody always wants something, you know, right. and, and they spend probably half of their time wondering, like, who's really, really real with them. You know, we talk all this stuff about being real. They probably yeah. spend 40 percent of their life going, is this person real with me because they really like me or believe in me mm -hmm. or they, or they want something. I got? Right. You know, so when you deal with all that stuff, you know, it's a it's a it's a different life and it's easy for us to sit at the keyboard or at a screen and tell what what they should do and what right. they're doing wrong. And I, I had yeah. somebody tell me this a long time ago. Um, you remember the group High Five? I do. <laughs> okay, so so Tony, who was the lead singer before he died, one day I I don't, I don't know how we went, but we're in a Waffle House and we're talking, and he's like, "Yo, 
don't ever say what you won't do if you ever get in this game deep. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, because it's easy to say what you will and won't do when you're never actually involved in it. Right. And I take that to mean like, say you're like the way music is now you have some kid who, who was never the cool kid in, in, in high school. And all of a sudden right. he makes this record. I like mayo on my ham sandwich and it goes viral. Every building he walks in, that cheerleader who never looked his way, now she's grabbing his hand. She's right. she's at the table with him. The guy who owns the club is like, yo, I'll give you 5000 Just come sit in my club for 20 minutes, man, and let everybody know you was here. These right. are the kind of things that happen when you're suddenly famous, right? right? You can never say, it's easy to say what you wouldn't do because you're never in that position. You're never right. in a position where you got like 10 grand just laying on the table and you ain't worried about it because you could really spend that tomorrow because you got $18 million in the bank. Right. No. You know, it's it's easy to tell that kid what to do. And I and I tell people not like that's how I feel now. Like like when I look at these guys, I'm like, first of all, I'm proud, especially being black first, that they're making it and they're living positively. That's my first right. thing. So I'm never I never try to get on any of these things. And to your point, it's a real like that's why I love like talking to you and, and talking to like, you know, like I give people who come on my pod like big props. I try to keep the conversations mm -hmm. to their profession or what you know we talk about what they're doing not right i'm not digging into you personally i don't that's not what i'm here for because they're human at the end of the day and i try right. to remember that and i think if more of us remember that then i think you know like i give those guys a lot of props for making it there for just being able to survive some of the stuff that they have to go through that we don't know right. that they go through every day and I, I think it's dope man so you know to draymond's credit back to that which we were talking about before that's why like i said i'm a i'm a you know i'm a draymond fan he makes mistakes he's human but, right. you know, I think I think a good 75, 80 percent of the time he owns it. He's human. I'm not saying, well, you know, that really wasn't me. But those other times, I think he really owns it. He's like, yeah, dude, this is how I am, though. You know, I, I like that. And I think, too, like a lot of a lot of people, especially if they're new to my office, they're like, oh, my gosh, well, you worked with the soccer team. You do this, you do that. Like, what are they like? What are, I'm like, what do you mean? What are they like? People see somebody in a uniform go out there and play a game and do that thing. And that's what they see them as. But the, the reality is the first time these guys walked into my office, I couldn't even told you what position they played, right? I had to ask, like, where are you from? What position do you play? Because these are questions I have to ask for my job. And I usually don't have any idea who they are. And it will take me several games to realize, okay, that's his number. That's him on the field. Okay, cool. But these people see somebody who's going out there and doing all these things, or maybe they're making high numbers on pro football focus and they're this, that, and the other, or somebody will come to my office and see their jersey on the wall and think they're everything. And I'm thinking, no, they probably are. But this is the person I've known since their rookie year. And this is a this is someone who came to me at a very young age and I've learned a lot about them. They've learned a lot about themselves along the way. And they're in here in like slides and sweats and they're not the person that everybody else sees on the field, right? They're human beings. They have feelings <laughs> and they're going through a lot of things that a lot of people don't realize, right? Because they're human. Right. So in, in that sense, I do give Draymond the same thing because I realize in the end, they're all athletes. Nobody realizes what kind of hard work it takes to stay dedicated to a sport for that long. And, and that you're an athlete 365 days a year, regardless of how long your season is. And nobody understands the dedication it takes to not watch TV, to watch film instead, to do this, this, and this, to have an early bedtime, to watch your diet, to do this, do that. We take that for granted because, well, we want to order Chipotle. If we want to order pizza, we're going to do it. It's not going to affect our careers any, but it is going to affect theirs. So, again, back to the Draymond Green thing and any athlete out there, mass respect, because it doesn't matter what sport you play. You're a professional athlete, and even if you – I hate to say it – even if you're doing a good job like Draymond does on defense <laughs> – <laughs> 
<laughs> you're like that kid with the sign on defense. <laughs> on defense. Obviously, you're an incredible athlete and you've earned your position. So there's my there's my final take on Draymond Green. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being I'm feeling generous. I told you this morning I was feeling generous. I'm feeling generous. <laughs> no, there you go. You're feeling generous. <laughs> <laughs> feeling generous. I'm feeling giving. It's the holiday season, right? <laughs> there you oh, go. By the way. Speaking of goals, we talked about your fitness goal. I just, I just want to say this, and you, I think you sent me like some sort of gift or something when I sent this to you the other day. But I'm actually doing open mic stand up comedy in a few weeks, and yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I was expecting more of a reaction from you. Well, because like, I well, was expecting what, what, what? No, because yeah, that was what it was. But I actually wanted to talk to you. That's what it was. Like I didn't, I didn't. When you told me that, it wasn't like one of those. Like I didn't feel like I was going to get the full of how we got here through a text <laughs> message. And, and, and you know how we talk, we've also had the conversation too about call your friends, hear their voice, right? That sort of thing, right? right. So yep, that was right. one of those things that I was like, I'd want her to tell me this, but we've also been caught up in the holiday season. So now that we are here, yes, you're going to be doing stand-up comedy among the many other things that I see you do. <laughs> how, first of all, how did, how is comedy even a thing? How did I, like we've never, I've never had any, well, I, other than how hard you laugh at Tom Brady and the Bucks <laughs> going to the Super Bowl. That is funny. That's comedy. Um, no. <laughs> no, I've I've actually loved comedy since I, I was a little girl and I've always wanted to do it. Um, and I think that had I made this decision in my 20s, I would have sucked at it. And had I made this decision in my 30s, I would have sucked at it. And it took getting to this point to be completely comfortable in front of so many people. Uh, and being able to write really well. So that's one thing I do and have done for years. I'm a writer on the side. So uh, I think I woke up like, I don't know, like a month ago. And it was one of those nights where I just couldn't get back to sleep. And I literally wrote an entire comedy set uh, at three in the morning. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to do an open mic night. I think it's time. Because I, to be fair, I, I've done some motivational speaking at high schools and junior high schools. And, and those are tough crowds to win over. If you can walk into high school full of hundreds, and I'm talking several high schools in a day. And those kids can like you at the end of that 45 minutes or whatever. Like they like me and I, to be fair, I speak team pretty well. But if these kids could like me enough through every single motivational speech that I gave, I thought to myself, I can do comedy, right? If I can make high school kids love me, I can be funny. <laughs> so I'm going to go be funny. Like I'm totally ready. It's exciting. And, and to to be fair, to preface this, I, I contacted the comedy place, the the venue, and he was like, can you bring at least five people? I'm like, five? H how many um, How many does your place seat? <laughs> right. Because I'm bringing Cincinnati. No. <laughs> yeah. Some that, of my, <laughs> some of my bingles are going. I mean, seriously. Some of my bingles are going. I have probably 80% of my clients going because they've heard my jokes for years. Now they're like, I cannot wait to hear how you tie this together on stage. <laughs> my my sessions with my clients is essentially me doing stand up the whole time to get them out of pain, right? I'll take their mind out of what I'm doing to them by right. doing a ton of jokes. I'm like, I've been doing this for years. Like, I cannot wait to see how you tie this together. So this is just one of my goals. Uh, I've always wanted to do it. If it goes well, maybe it'll turn into like a monthly thing. We'll see. But um, I definitely wanted to start out 2023 with a bang. And other than my usual diet and trying to like cut out bad sugars, uh, doing standup was definitely top on the list. So January 18th, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take the stage. It'll be fun. Yeah. So what, are you, what are you going to wear? I know. I know. Oh my gosh. 
I have <laughs> I have the perfect pants picked out already from Cynthia Rally. I just have to get the shirt. I've already ordered the heels that I want to wear. Um, like I'm ready. Like these huge, ridiculously baggy pants. I'm only five foot two, so they'll swallow me. But then I want to wear like a tiny shirt. Um, but I'm excited. <laughs> That's good <laughs> though. Like yeah, like I ain't gonna lie to you. Like when I when I when I got that text, I was like, what? And then no, you're actually on my list. I'm on your list. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say. So I. You're on my list to send a video too. Oh no, I want I want to see the video. Like um, because we'll probably you know we're probably gonna be playing. You know I probably can't come, so we'll probably be busy. Um, (laughs) You know (laughs) we're gonna be we're gonna be we're gonna be busy playing. So you know I I can't I can't make the show because you know my team's gonna be busy playing. Um. So, <laughs> maybe I should maybe I should do an open mic night of just Bucks jokes. I'll go. Listen, if something happens and they actually make it to the Super Bowl, we're not reliving this episode. Oh no, we are reliving. We are definitely reliving. We are. We are definitely reliving. Yeah. No, we cut it. The yeah, episode gets we cut. We are definitely reliving. Yeah, so so it's it's one of those things like when you know because I'm like I'm an encouraging dude, so I'll be like, yo, go for it. Like that's why I feel like like I and I and I like to to your point, right? Like, I tell kids like when I go to schools all the time, like I feel like I speak teenage too, right? And the funny thing I I tell them all, I go like, right now you have the most captive audience ever, and they're like, what do you mean? I go like, you ain't got to market to these artists; these are all your friends. So if you got an idea for like a podcast or a video thing, just go for it. Like the worst right. is gonna happen is you're a kid and you decide you don't want to keep doing it, but you're a kid. You can try all kinds of things right now. Right. right. So to, so to your point, I, when you said it to me, it did surprise me because like I said, we've <laughs> never spoken about like anything like that. Right. And I was like, like if you if you told me like marathon or if you even told me that I've done all that, someone, if you even, if you would have even told me that someone from the Olympic committee saw your video and contacted you and wanted to train with you, <laughs> I'd have been like, believable right off the top okay, and it, wasn't sure, that it was sure, unbelievable sure. It, yeah i just would have been like oh sure another, <laughs> another fitness thing she's into right but that one came and i was like well i i, I, know, there's a, I know there's a gift for this but i also wanted to talk to you right and be like well, where did it even come from like you know like how you got there like you just told me how you got there you know i, I didn't feel like it was like a a text message thing i felt it was like you had to like tell me but three o'clock, three o'clock in the morning and three o'clock in the morning you wrote a whole like show that's one of my closest friends literally said i just bought my tickets i'll be there but i have so many questions <laughs> right you see you weren't the only one they, they were like wait what where did this come from what are you doing yeah it's, it's gonna like, be so much fun though no that's the thing yeah, the great thing is you're excited about it and it's new, it's refreshing. <laughs> and I think not enough people do that though. Everybody talks about, well, maybe if you'll be like, no, I'm doing. And no, I think if I more people Yeah, but if more people did that though, like I look, let me tell you something. I tell people this all the time. Every time I get ready to DJ, I still have butterflies. Do you really? And that's exactly really? why I know that's exactly why I know I'm still doing the right thing. Okay. And Jason will that tell you. Sense. I opened up I am at a football game and I opened up yesterday's set with a pair of 2023 glasses on. <laughs> yes, I, I love did. it. That, on a, in a screen, <laughs> on a, on a screen in Raymond James stadium, 
<laughs> I wasn't playing no music. I was screaming like, happy new year. Glad you here. Ah, so pay, fun. Pay 23 glass on and, and Danielle, who's a girl <laughs> that, hand, that I call her my handler. Like she's so dope when she first <laughs> brought him up there. And she never really tells me like the thing about it that I love about the Bucks too and entertainment as, as we're, we're developing and getting better at it. Danielle never goes, you got to wear this. She'll be like, would you wear this? And she showed me those glasses when I had on. They were like these big puffy silver. The numbers are all puffy. And there were just some <laughs> other, there were some other paper ones. I was like, no, nah, I think I'm more of the silver guy. I think I'm more of the silver, silver. puffy guy. Right. And <laughs> before I played that first record, like before he goes, he starts counting down on my ear. My, my guy, he goes five, four, Ekin, you're in three, you're in two. And then I'm on the screen and the butterflies are always there. But That's once so I go, exciting. like, yeah, once I go, I go. So to your point, like, yeah, you're nervous, but it should feel like that. It's exciting. It's like, you know, like to the, but the thing I know about you that I can say that your friends who are buying tickets are also saying is we're coming. Cause we know what's going to happen, but <laughs> we know what's going to happen, but we have so many questions. So when you're done, <laughs> we're having that drink. We're going to have all these questions about how we got here. Oh man, I'm telling you, I'm so excited. Like I, I have so many jokes. My friends are just going to be, uh, to be fair, when a lot of my Bengals said that they were coming, I thought, oh man, they're about to hear a side of me that they've never heard before. <laughs> but, but to be fair, I've heard everything about their life. So they might as well know everything about mine, right? Like, let's put it all out there. <laughs> Come and have some fun. <laughs> so there's, so is there, so are you saying that there's going to be like some life experience comedy? Oh yeah, okay. for okay. sure. For sure. This is definitely brought about from the experiences that I've had just probably in the last few years. And I actually I actually called my ex-husband <clears throat> who lives in D.C. He's still one of my closest confidants. And I called him and said, I'm going to do something insanely crazy. He was like, story of your life. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm going to do an open mic night for comedy. And he said, oh, God, I'm so screwed. And I said, no, 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 no. It's not about you yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yet. Be there later. I have bigger fish to fry. You're good for now. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Yeah. I know. I know. This has been a lot of fun though. Like, see, you're a fun guest co-host. We have to do this again. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm a fun guy. That's what they tell me. <laughs> you're a fun guy. But 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 here's what I here's and I bring this. Like I try to bring this in every conversation, especially, especially when I'm talking to a lady. My sisters used to tell me that if you can make a woman laugh, you are 50 percent there. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Look, I'm not sure where there is all the time, but it is a goal. Like, I'm not sure where there is all the time. I'm not even sure where I'm trying to get. But I just know, like, and plus, I love to laugh. So, you know, like I said, um. If someone like yourself invites me to be on your pod and and to take the time to have me as a guest, I, I want to have a good time and I for sure I'm, I'm having fun. I appreciate it and it's always good to talk to you. Thanks so. for coming on. It's so much fun. I expect a text later, um, and then I'm going to check in with you tomorrow on your fitness goals. So. <laughs> oh well, yeah, and you'll get lots of texts because I'll probably be texting you a lot in February because I'll be at festivities and stuff going on like that. Man, that's um, the hardest time to dial it in. Like when you're out with people, it's hard to be like, "Yeah, I'll just take chicken and veggies." Like, no, yeah, but, Man, you yeah, want but, you, you know, want tacos and you want stuff, right? But there's lots of good food in Phoenix when I'm out there. When I'm out there in Phoenix, you know, for the big yeah. game, you know, yeah. she, she's not, she's <laughs> she wasn't getting it. <laughs> Wait, when you come to watch the Bengals, is that is that? What you're... Oh, oh, now you want to catch up to it. Now you want to catch up to it. <laughs> Wait, when you come to watch the Bengals, we'll figure out what we're eating. It's cool. <laughs> oh, is that what we'll do? 
<laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Speaking of which, like, and you'll have to have him on because uh, Jason was just out there. I'm, I'm sure Jason <laughs> ate, ate at a couple of fine cuisine spots. I'm, I'm sure Jason, Jason is about finding the food and cuisine when he goes to a city. We're, we're gonna get his take on that. Yeah. <laughs> so no, but thank you for having me. I had a good time. Thank Thanks, you so sorry. much. You guys, this has been another amazing week for sports and ish. Again, Rach was out on the sidelines cheering tonight. We had our very special friend, guest co-host, DJ Eakin in Tampa Bay. Thank you so much. We will be back again next week. Have a great week. Thank you for having me.